from grace was a sight to see. Good turn to bad and bad turn to misery. You're listening to the PCAST. Each week we take you around Austin the Athletics Department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what is unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, striving to keep away the holiday pounds. He is Dylan Schwartz, and he's young, and he runs, and eats healthy, and doesn't have to worry about getting fat between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I hate him. Dylan, how are you? I'm good about yourself. I am okay. Uh, did we do anything interesting last week? It was a very brief week with the holiday. Yeah, I didn't do that much besides eat and watch football, so I'm sure you did something similar. Uh, yeah, my house was almost broken into at 4 o'clock in the morning uh, last Wednesday. I don't know if that's similar, but... Uh, I mean, it's not similar, similar. So the people that uh, live next to me moved out of the country to Bali, and they're renting their house out as an Airbnb, and uh, the guy got his house confused with ours and tried to get in at 4 in the morning. My wife called the law, and all of a sudden... Cops surrounded our house and the house next door with guns drawn. It was quite the scene. Very enjoyable. Uh, as for things happening that we usually talk about around here, um, nothing happened last week. Two athletic events of any sort. Men's basketball on the road, women's basketball at home, one game each. I'll lead us off with men's hoops at Ohio. The governor's finishing up the... Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic in Athens, Ohio, for whatever reason, uh, fell behind early against the Bobcats. The early deficit hurt. Ohio hit 11 of their first 14 shots from the floor. But the Governors rallied, uh, tied the game up late in the second half, forced an overtime, even took a five-point lead in the early session uh, before fading away late. It feels like they just kind of had to fight and scrap so hard to get back into the game that they just didn't have much left there at the end. Uh, it was good to see their alley, good to see the fight. Chris Waterbunton, very solid. Uh, the Bobcats keyed on Terry Taylor, really limited his touches and good looks, but CB, Dayton Gum, and others stepped up. Just couldn't keep Ohio off the boards and uh, now sit at 2-4 and four on the season. A little bit closer to home, women's hoops had one last night, just last night here in the Dunn Center. Got a good win against uh, Northern Kentucky, rebounding from a home loss to Mississippi Valley State. Um, a lot of the games this year at home have been, you know, pretty high-scoring affairs. But, you know, th- this week there was a combined 100 points um, between the two teams. And the Govs have really turned on the defense in the second half, only held the Norse to six points in the third and fourth quarters. And if you can do math, that is 12 total points. In the second half, the Gus were led by Keisha Gregory, who had 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 steals to lead the team in each category. Um, the Govs uh, went really well from the line. Um, they had a bit of inconsistency from the free throw line to start the year, but they went 18 for 21, and that was needed since the Norse did very well in defending the three-point shot. Um, the Govs, you know, came into the game second in the entire country in total three-pointers made, and they only attempted 12s. And they only made four, which, you know, isn't the worst percentage by any stretch, but, you know, only 12 three-point attempts um, compared to their normal amount, you know, is, is you know, I had to give some credit to the Norse there, but the Govs stepped up where they uh, where they needed to. also want to give a shout-out to Ariel Gonzalez-Varner, who um, 
won OVC Player of the Week for her performances last week against Mississippi Valley State. Um, she had the first 30-point, 20-rebound performance of uh, any player in program history, has set the school record for rebounds with 23, dropped 32 points, which is a career high on 14-23 shooting. So everything went right for her. Unfortunately, she got into a bit of foul trouble early on last night, and she could not um, you know, replicate that line, but still a good quality win for David Midlick's crew. That's it. That's all that went down last week. So we will take a break, bring in Brett Newberg, our guest this week, right after this. So we're not even into winter yet, but it's never too early to dream of spring and endless days out at Raymond Seaham Park watching the governors and this week's guest, Brett Newberg. Brett, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So what brought you here? Why was Austin P the fit for you in the first place? Um, when I started my recruiting process in high school, uh, I told myself I wanted to go south. Obviously, Tennessee is south of Illinois, so that was one check mark checked off there. Um, when I got recruited, also another thing I wanted to do, I wanted to be a two-way player. I wanted to hit and pitch because I wasn't ready to give up either one. They recruited me here to do that, and, I mean, it just seemed like a good fit. I like the coaches. Obviously, they've changed now, but at the time, I really liked the coaches, and, I mean, it just seemed like the right fit. It was my first visit, so maybe I just had a little uh, – little bit of a different feeling towards them versus other schools just because they were the first ones to to offer me their school so I mean I, I it was probably just some sort of affinity because they were the first and it met so many checks on my personal list how important was the opportunity to be a two-way guy to you at that time that was like the deciding factor between the two schools that it came down to one of them wanted me to be a pitcher and Austin P wanted me to be two-way and i I tossed them back and forth. One of them was like a bigger, like more big time school. And I was like, you know, I could go there and be kind of like the preppy guy who wants to be at a big school and be big name and all that. Or I could stick to what I told myself I wanted, which was to be a two way player and still play really good baseball down here. And I was like, you know, instead of going for the title of this huge school, I'll go for what I told myself I wanted and the opportunity to do both still. Are you a better hitter or a better pitcher at this point in your career? I'd say I'm a better pitcher. I enjoy hitting more. I think it's way harder and way more humbling. Not that pitching isn't humbling because it definitely can be, especially in the OVC. Um, but I, I, I've always just struggled more with hitting, so there's always been like the, the like frustration to try and get better at it. And it's I feel like it's knocked me down more than pitching has in my in my career. Compare and contrast, how do you prepare for a relief role versus how you prepare for a pinch hit role? Because that's kind of where we see you most of the times, either coming out of the bullpen or popping out of the mm -hmm. dugout with the game on the line late. Um, in my college career so far, my relief roles have been more predictable. So I have like more of a set routine mindset for that. Um, obviously, I mean, I have an idea of when a late, late game pinch hit might be coming. So, I mean, it's just kind of – 
familiarize yourself with the other team's bullpen arms because probably when I'm pinch hitting, I'm not facing their starter. So it's not necessarily like check out to the starter, but like pay attention to tendencies, maybe more so from their pitching coach if he's calling the game. So kind of like try to pick up on things that they're doing. And a lot of times I watch how the team is pitching Parker uh, because we're similar-ish. He's better here than me. But <laughs> I feel that I, I may be pitched similarly to the way they pitch Parker. So kind of just pay attention to how they're doing that to him. And then relief role, it's just kind of get loose and go out there and compete for me personally. Not, not so much like time I left shoe first and then my right one or anything like that. It's just kind of go out there and – laid on the line if you had to pick a situation would you rather come out of the bullpen bases loaded in a one-run game or pinch hit bases loaded in a one-run game uh it's kind of a coin flip but i'd probably say get the pinch hit because getting like a huge hit i feel is more not necessarily more exciting than like getting two strikeouts in that same situation but i feel like it's more game changing kind of because uh, pitching obviously is defense so it's like preventing the big thing from happening versus creating the big thing happening as a hitter so it, it's like diffusing a bomb versus exploding a bomb kind of thing so I feel like exploding bombs is cooler than diffusing them <laughs> <laughs> you've worn so many hats here at Austin Pete is there a role that you have taken on at any point during your career that you felt like you were best suited for that it just fit your particular skill set the best um, and like, obviously last year I was like the go-to bullpen arm and I, I love that role in a sense because it just, there is so much confidence instilled in me from everyone around me. They're just like, you could feel people believing in you and there's no other feeling like that. You like, I come out on the mound and I know people believe that I can do it, which obviously helps me believe that I can do it myself. That being said, my favorite role to have is a starting pitcher. Uh, it's just something that I've done in summers, and I did it, I think, five games my sophomore year, and it was just something about it just is my favorite, and I'm hoping that this fall I've done made some steps to earning some sort of starting role this year. So, But we'll just have to see where that goes. And obviously I've relieved in the past, so I'm not afraid to relieve again. We'll just see where see where things end up. Obviously, you've had success as a hitter throughout your career, but take me back to the Belmont game where you hit the three home runs. Was there something about that particular day where you were just feeling it, or was it a, a complete and total shock to you every time you swung? Or Just walk me through it. Well, first of all, it was kind of a like a, oh, I'm starting today kind of thing because I didn't anticipate it at all. I was, I think, DH in the seven hole or something like that. And Coach Jansen just looked at me and said, hey, you're starting today like 20 minutes before the game. And I was like, oh, I'm starting today. I better go get ready. So before the game, I just acted like – like just tried to calm myself down like nothing. This is no different than any game in high school that you started. So just go out there and do it. And then uh, I can't remember what happened. I think it was the second or third inning. I think we were kind of struggling. And then the first pitch I saw I hit out. And I was like, well, that was kind of cool. So, like, obviously I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Already off to a good start today. And then went up for my second at bat and hit the second pitch that I saw of the day out. And I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, I've seen two pitches and I've scored two runs. And I was like, this is nuts. So, third at bat, I was thinking, like, all right, 
there's no way this first pitch could be as good as the other ones and whatever. So I kind of, I would think I worked that at bat a little bit. And then the craziest thing in the world happened is I hit a slider for a home run. I was like, oh, my God, I just hit a breaking ball. That's the craziest thing in the world. Uh, and it went out, and I was like, what? Like, I just had no idea what was going on. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so locked in right now. Like, I can't be touched. It was just kind of like I just hit another one. Okay. Like, it, it wasn't anything. It was just kind of weird more than anything. And then uh, – Obviously, I mean, I'm just floating off the field when the game's over, and everyone's like, dude, like, awesome game and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, like, I don't really know <laughs> what to like say. Almost like it's happening to somebody else. Yeah, it's like, I guess it was. Like, I, I felt no different trying to do anything. It just kind of happened. And then you get on the bus, and everyone's, like, blowing you up on Twitter. And I'm like, like this, like, it's just weird. It's weird. Like, I, I don't experience this that much. So then the next day I came out and struck out four times, and it was back to reality. So <laughs> it kind of equaled itself out. All right, let's do a little bit of either or then. Uh, mornings or nights? I'm not a morning person at all. I got to go nights. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Dogs or cats? Dogs, every day of the week. Salad or fries? Whew. It may surprise you looking at me, but I actually do like salads too. But I'm still going to go fries. Call or text? Uh, probably call. Texting gets monotonous. <laughs> Ninjas or pirates? Pirates. I like Pirates of the Caribbean. Save or spend? Ah, man, I can go both ways on that one, too. I'll say save because I've been told I'm a penny pincher. My mom would say differently. City or country? Um, country. Happiness or wealth? Sounds cheesy, but happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, cheesy's fine. Cheesy's good. Quick break to talk about our friends at Zaxby's. Zaxby's is a proud partner of Austin P. Athletics, your chicken headquarters with new Southern flavors, Southern Sweet and Smoky, and the Southern TLC along with the filet sandwich. Take advantage by ordering online today. Zaxby's indescribably good. You alluded to it a little bit earlier, talking about your experiences in summer ball. Mm-hmm. Why is that such an important time of year for college baseball players to get into those leagues and experience new things and just see different people? Um, I think the biggest thing, it might sound hypocritical coming from me, but is getting out of your comfort zone. I say hypocritical because I haven't gone in the same place three years in a row. I was going to ask about that. But <laughs> uh, I, my first year, I was terrified going up there. Like I, It was something I'd never done. It was similar to coming to college, but I actually – I knew two people that were already on the team, so I knew, like, I had a, a bridge into the team. There I was just being thrown into the fire, and it was go meet these guys and play 70 games with them. So then I felt like that was, like, a uncomfortable experience that kind of prepped me for later in life, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like I've met so many people in summer ball that I still keep up with. I consider them really good friends, like – it's just the relationships that you built. I now through not only summer ball, like here too, there's a lot of diversity, people from different places, but I know people in New York and I know people in California and everywhere in between. Like I, you just meet so many people and obviously there's the baseball benefits, but more it's, I think it's more people benefits. Like you learn about different people and you, I think I've developed as a person by meeting new people and learning more about people through summer ball than any benefits that I've gotten on the field because you can also learn about the game by talking to different people that have played the game differently in different ways and stuff like that. So I think the people is the most important part of summer ball, in my opinion. 
you've gone to Mankato, right? Mm-hmm. What is it about Mankato that kept you going back year after year? A was the coaching staff. They're they're if they weren't my coaches, I would consider them my friends. But they're obviously my coaches. Like they're awesome people. Um, and my host family up there is awesome. I think over the winter break, I'm going to go up there and see them, just because they're now family friends and stuff like that. They're just awesome people, also. So it's once again the people are awesome up there, and it's a really good town. Like they have good support of their team. And this past year, the five million dollar renovations that they just did to their stadium helped. So I mean, it's just it's been a good fit for me, and I didn't see any reason not to go back if I could. You mentioned that the coaches, if they weren't your coaches, they'd be your friends, but they're your coaches. Mm-hmm. Is it tough to have that kind of relationship with somebody who is supposedly in a position of authority when it comes to the ball player coach relationship? I think it's hard to describe him per se, meaning Coach Craig, the head coach there. But he's so good at like he's your friend, but you still respect him as your coach kind of thing. Like you realize like you can talk to him like person to person, but at the end of the day he's still your coach. So he's like he has that hierarchy on you kind of thing. So he's he's a very unique person in that sense to where you can feel like you're his friend, but at the same time you know like at the end of the day he's your coach, he makes decisions. If it hurts your feelings, go talk to him about it kind of thing. Baseball players are a different breed, I think is a mm-hmm. fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Why? What is it about baseball players that m- make them kind of – stand out is in terms of personality from other athletes probably be probably because baseball is a weird game um you fail so much in it i feel like you have to have so much humor about you maybe like kind of laugh off the embarrassments and the struggles and stuff like that i feel like there has to be you have to be a different breed to play baseball because you're gonna sucks so much that <laughs> that you have to find a way to stay sane and to other people it might look insane because everybody's weird out there but I think because you struggle so much as a baseball player it it breeds it breeds personalities and stuff like that that you don't see in different sports necessarily what is it about you in particular and your personality that maybe even is a little bit different from those of your contemporaries because you're doing something and being a two-way ball player that's mm-hmm. different than what the rest of them are doing. Um, not to say that I love baseball any more than anyone else, but I really enjoy playing baseball. Like, it terrifies me that after this year it could be all over. Like, I don't know what I would do without it, and I'll probably end up back in it in some capacity. But it's just like – for example, when I was a freshman, I was very enthusiastic, like out of the field every day. And I remember talking to like Jared Karkoff and he's like, you don't see this like out of a lot of people. I was like, I just really enjoy being here. And he's like, well, that's good. And then you talk to someone else on the team like, oh, that'll fade. Like throughout your career to fade, you'll stop it. And I haven't lost a step in terms of like enthusiasm about the game. So I think like the reason that I'm able to do so much in terms of like being a two-way player and like people like how don't you get tired you do all these things and I'm like I it's fun like it's not work as everyone says kind of cliche again but it's not work to me it's 
I get to go out and play baseball because I enjoy it. Did you think it would ever – I know other people said to you, oh, this, this enthusiasm will fade, mm-hmm. but did you yourself ever think eventually this is going to start feeling like a job? This yeah. is going to start feeling like work. There was a time, like, I, as a freshman, I was extremely innocent, and I, I was very impressionable, and I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I remember who told me, like, dude, this is going to fade. Like, live it up. Like, when you get my age, this starts to suck. And I'm just like, I, I, this is baseball. Yeah. I was like, this is baseball. Like, how could it suck? But then I was like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe it just gets overbearing. And then I played, not played, but I was at 130 baseball games my freshman year and went back, played the season, went and played another 130, 130, this three times now I've played 130 games. I'm like, this is not, it's not old. I still enjoy it. So. I don't know. It's just it's something that's always been inside of me to enjoy doing. Do you feel like that year after year after year of college season, summer ball, college season, summer ball, mm-hmm. does that give you a good preparation for if you do get a chance at the next level to not only have played some high level um, mm-hmm. college ball, but also to got the experience in the wood bat leagues and seeing some different things? Mm-hmm. I think definitely. I mean. They say that the Northwoods, which is where Mankato is, is like the closest thing to a minor league season that you can experience without actually being in the minor leagues. So I think playing that many games and having to get ready every day that many times, I think it's I don't think there's any better preparation to get ready for the next level than going up there and playing every year. During the fall we see a lot of baseball without seeing much baseball. You guys are at every volleyball game every football game almost every soccer game unless y'all are working on friday nights Mm -hmm. what is it about getting out and supporting your fellow student athletes that is so important to you guys as a group because you're always traveling in packs you're always rolling Mm -hmm. 12 deep Mm -hmm. um i think the biggest thing is is we're friends with the other teams off the field like we it's not just like we show up to show our face and so everyone looks at us it's like we we hang out with the volleyball team and the soccer team and we enjoy going to football games we don't necessarily hang out with them as much because they're so huge they kind of stick to themselves but uh i mean it's like we're friends with them so it makes it easy to go out and support them and it's like we're not cheering for volleyball we're cheering for the individual players because we know them and whatnot so it makes it a lot easier to go cheer for people that you're friends with versus just a team on campus. And you also get to see that reciprocated quite a bit during mm-hmm. the spring as well. Definitely, definitely. It's awesome whenever someone comes to comes to one of our games and it, you can always tell that they're there because they're the loudest people in the crowd. So it's always cool. Kind of like you guys at volleyball. You could say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, rapid fire here. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yep. I don't know. That's more of a phrase yeah, than a word. Yeah. Um, perplexed, because that's what I am right now. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Um, confused, because that's also what I am right now. I can't think of these words. I don't know. That's two, those 
two words mean almost exactly the so sy- synonyms is my favorite word that okay <laughs> what profession would you not want to try um anything in the medical field probably because that stuff's gross to me you not like blood or uh, it's just like for example alex sal on our team uh there's this account on instagram called med school posts and they post things about like brain surgeries and shoulder reconstructions and it's just super gory and disgusting and he loves it because he's going to go be a surgeon but i hate it and it's gross to me so were you to be reincarnated as an animal what would you like to be a dog any particular reason because me personally i love dogs and i feel like they just kind of live the life and they just sleep all day and get massages essentially so i feel like they live a pretty good life that's that's fair what is the most i don't even (laughs) know what that word was supposed to be good lord let me try again (laughs) what is the worst movie you have ever gone to a theater to see i'm trying to think of movies that i've seen in theater i remember the good ones um worst movie i've been to a theater and seen I can't even think of a movie that I've been to. You can get out more. I know. Maybe I just maybe that goes back to me being money savvy, and I just don't <laughs> spend money on twelve dollar movies. What's the worst movie that you ever started on Netflix and was just ten minutes in and was like, "Well, this sucks," and turned it off? I think there was a movie about a clown called Insano or something like that, and I clicked on it because the picture that you get on Netflix was hilarious. It was the stupidest looking clown in the world and I was a hundred percent right. It was stupid, couldn't make it ten minutes through. So I remember that one. Christmas music, good or garbage? Garbage. What country aside from the US of A would you like to live in? Um it's an interesting question. Uh I would like to travel. That being said I haven't traveled a lot out of the country. I've been to Mexico I don't think I'd want to live in Mexico other than like the the travel hubs the destinations the destinations but I th- I wouldn't mind moving to like a very historical place like the the Italy's or something like that or Greece or somewhere like that because I I'm not a history buff but I like seeing that stuff I think it's kind of cool Good this next question goes right into that which historical figure do you most despise do I most despise Hmm. I feel like it's easy to say Hitler, so I'll say Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> what is our purpose in life? Um, to find happiness, what that, whatever that means to each individual person. What defines it for you? Um, baseball, to be cliche. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, what what is your future hold? What are your ambitions? What do you hoping to get out of life obviously i want to move on in baseball because it's my favorite thing in the world to do um if that doesn't work out something comes up uh i wouldn't mind being like an athletic director at a high school and kind of like advancing a high school into like a premier high school in the area and stuff like that in sports i want to stay involved in sports because it's the only thing i know i'm a jock and i can't do other things why most that's why almost everybody like me wound up doing this we just couldn't <laughs> get interested in anything else what is what are your expectations i know the season's still kind of 
mm-hmm. hazy distance in the future right now, but what are your anticipations for 2019? Um, I think the perception of us is that it's going to be difficult for us to be good because we lost, we lost like uh, Garrett Giovanelli, we lost Nick Walker, we lost uh, Kyle Wilson, we lost arms here and there. Like we, it, on paper, it looks like we lost a lot, but I feel like we've replaced it pretty well. Um, so I've seen in the fall our ability to still score runs, and I think we've picked up a few new pitchers that are pretty solid. So I think. I don't think it's crazy to say that we could win the OVC championship this year. And as a senior, that'd be great because I don't have a ring on my finger. So we're going to win the OVC championship this year. Lock it in. You heard it here (laughs) first. We're going to win the OVC this year. Brett Newberg, thank you for your time. As always, a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Brett Newberg for joining us this week. Always good to sit down and spend a few minutes with the noob. Uh, actual busy week ahead here at Austin P. in terms of athletics after a very slow week last week. Men's and women's basketball with quite a busy week up ahead. Men's basketball finishing up its month-long road trip with a swing through Alabama to take on Troy and Alabama A&M. If the governors are able to handle their business on this trip, get some health back on their side and return home for the first time in a while, uh, they could enter the rematch uh, with Campbell down in Tampa in mid-December at 6-4, and four, which would be uh, quite a, a reversal of fortune after sitting at 2-4 and four here uh, following the Jamaica Classic. Uh, obviously, health is going to be a big factor. Guys are starting slowly but surely to get back. We still haven't seen the likes of Isaiah Hart or Eli Abayev on the court. Haven't seen Antoine Butler in a couple of games as he still recovers from a, a concussion suffered at South Florida. Uh, the Govs are still you know, kind of playing behind the eight ball a little bit just in terms of injury, but uh, it, this is a good chance to right the ship and uh, take on a couple of opponents that – are kind of on their level and should be uh, should be easy to to really get a good litmus test against Troy and Alabama A and M this week. The women's team gets into the bulk of the non-conference schedule after this week. They will have most of their non-conference schedule done, and they start by wrapping up their homestand on Thursday against Lipscomb, um, and then they go on the road for two road tests in the great state of Illinois. Sunday they go to Western Illinois. And then they head to Illinois State for a Tuesday night matchup. Um, the first two road games for the Govs were against Cincinnati and Vanderbilt, very respectable programs. And hopefully this slate, you know, should be better for the Govs. Although Western Illinois is a good team, um, they've been very good the past couple of years. The record has proved it; their achievements have proved it. But if the Govs um, can can play their game and and especially with their defense in the second half against Northern Kentucky, if they can replicate that then, um, you know, these are two winnable games. Um, hopefully the Govs get healthy. We did see Casey Kidwell and Brandy Furby get pick up some injuries late against Northern Kentucky, and Michaela Campbell has not played in a couple games. So hopefully um, those players can return and give the Govs some depth um, going in uh, to this, you know, pretty pretty busy stretch of three games here for uh, Coach David Midlick and his team. 
Uh, you mentioned Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt will be the site of the 2018-19 track and field opener as the governors under the tutelage of head coach Doug Molnar get the indoor session going this Saturday at the Vanderbilt opener in Nashville. Savannah Amato, Tamitha Tolbert, and more set to begin the 2018-19 slate, a place where they've enjoyed a lot of success over the last few years. Uh, Amato, in particular, um, a three-time NCAA regional participant, has never been to an NCAA indoor championship. She told me back earlier in the fall that that's one of her big goals for this year. It's been quite a while since the governors had an NCAA indoor championship participant. There's just not the there's not the regional aspect of it the way there is for outdoor. It's a, it's a much tougher field to be involved in. Some of the very best that have come through here over the years have not enjoyed the opportunity to go to an NCAA indoor championships. Very lofty goals for Amato and all her teammates here as we get the 18-19 indoor campaign underway. Uh, a couple of notices for our student athletes. Food for Fines 2018 happening December 3rd through the 10th at Shastain. And Dylan and I were talking before we started recording this, and we have very differing uh, opinions about what this this is supposed to be. I believe that if you have a parking ticket, up to two, you can take 10 perishable food items and erase parking tickets from December 3rd through the 10th. I do. I should do this and don't because I f- forget and don't be like me and don't forget to pay your parking tickets. Dylan has a uh, different take on this, I think. Yeah, being you know, g- going to an undergrad school like Cumberland University where it's pretty small and uh, it's always more need for parking and you know they're building more parking lots every single semester um there's a lot of times where you would park somewhere where you're not supposed to park so as a you know former student athlete who's you know maybe trying to get to get to class uh, from an early practice and you know has to park somewhere else well what if i know well hey there's i I can give 10 food items and take the risk of getting a ticket (laughs) and then hey here's two food items okay thank you you know um Probably that's not how it works, you know, saying it out loud. But Dylan is pushing for uh, preemptive uh, parking ticket uh, management, basically. What he's bold strategy. Yeah, what what he what he's advocating for here is going ahead and give them twenty food items and tell them not to give you two tickets throughout the course (laughs) of the next year. It's it's a bold strategy, and I'd be interested to see what would happen if any of you undertook it. Uh, As always, First Christian Church needs help unloading its food trucks. And the next two Saturdays will be Loaves and Fishes, um, Jingle Bell Food Drive. And Ryan Combs is who you should talk to about that for more details. Semester coming to an end, so get out there in the community, do some good, get those AP Govs Cup points. Get in touch, stay in touch via web and social media. Dylan, where do the good people of Clarksville and the surrounding communities, or really anybody with an affinity for all to be athletics, go to find us on the social media? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Let's Go P. You can also follow each specific athletic team on Twitter via their respective handles. Um, shout out to Taylor Wiseman in video services and Tyler Davis Digital Media. They're working hard now, um, really focused on basketball season, getting some good content out um, for everyone uh, keeping up with us on social media. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Your schedules are there. Your photo galleries are there. A uh, real clearinghouse of everything related to Austin P. Dylan, Cody Bush, Stefan L.A., and myself, we strive to give you something fresh, new, and different every single day over at Let's go P.com. And if you still need tickets, 
please go see Katie Locke and Sydney Hooper in the ticket office. They have you covered with whatever tickets that you need. Um, the baseball schedule was announced this week, which means games at the great old Raymond C. Hand Park are in the not-too-distant future, so you definitely want to get in contact with Katie and Sydney for possible baseball tickets. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review. It makes us happy, and this is the time of year for making people happy. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Ask Dylan for traditional German holiday music recommendations. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye. Day after day I'm more confused Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain You know that's a game that I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul